Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Well, this is the week college football season officially starts. Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch talk some sports bittersweet day today because we say goodbye to Elliot one of our producers but he's going to be around he's just not going to be producing here but I want to thank him for his work and appreciate you Elliot and uh, uh, you'll be hanging around so that's good Um, momentarily here we're going to be talking to Yogi Roth he is with the Pac-12 Network you'll be the latest on uh, that situation as a conference talk a little Utah uh, he'll be here today. Then from the SEC Network, Gator grad Mike Morgan will give us his thoughts preseason here. And then uh, as we spotlight some of our other Gator grads, Kelly Price is working up in Atlanta. We're doing a little TV up there. We'll talk Falcons with her uh, and all things Atlanta and Georgia. Um, speaking of Georgia, Carson Beck. Name the starting quarterback. So interesting that uh, that has happened. And uh, we'll see what happens from here. Um, okay, I think I just got a text here. We're going to push this back 20 minutes. Um, he's got some sick kids at home, he says. So, yes, um, we'll do that. All right, I'm texting him now, so sorry, live radio, but I have to do this. Uh, okay. All right, there we go. See that? You never know. I hope this isn't a harbinger of things to come for the week, however, uh, but we'll see. Uh, tomorrow, if all goes according to Hoyle, the Utah football coach Kyle Whittingham will join us. So will Wyatt Langford. That'll be fun tomorrow. And another one of our Gator grads, Sidney Jones, who's working for the Denver Broncos. We'll tell you how she got there and talk a little bit about the Denver Broncos with the NFL season uh, just around the corner. Well, uh, over the weekend, um, the Gators got some mixed news, certainly losing Cam Carroll. Nobody wants to see somebody's season end like that. Uh, but Florida does scrimmage. And, you know, once again, I'm going to go by what I have um, always said, that the closer the season gets, the more fandom comes out, and that's not a bad thing. But, you know, of, of the schools in the SEC, I don't know that there's a bigger range of wins and losses to a season than what Florida has. I mean, some people aren't even giving the Gators a chance to go to a bowl game. And others are saying eight or nine wins is possible and everything in between. So, but that's going to take care of itself in, what, 10 days or so from now? So that'll be good. We will open the phone lines for you. 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. 
I don't know if it's me. I slept walked as I watched the Jets and the Bucks the other night. Reminded me of the spring game here. And Kyle Trask didn't do anything to necessarily hurt his chances. But I wonder if he did enough. And I think the answer is no. I think Baker Mayfield is going to be named the starting quarterback. He didn't play at all. And even when that one quarterback went down, Mayfield didn't go in the game. That's usually reserved for the starter. Again, nothing official that I've seen. But if you're asking me, I don't think so. Patrick emailed me something I saw today. Um, If you go online... Um, there's a really good piece that was done um, and uh, it was about Dan Mullen and uh, Neil Shulman did it. It's uh, I read it. Um, he talked to a lot of Gators uh, that were on the team. It's about the implosion of the Gators under Dan Mullen and the reasons why it happened. Um, good read. Good read. And it's really, you know, it, it's it's funny. With Swamp Kings coming up tomorrow, what might have been? And it's ironic that Dan Mullen is involved in both things, isn't it? Dan Mullen leaving, I remember interviewing Dan on the field at the national championship game saying, you know, how do you feel when everybody knew he was going to Mississippi State? And went there and, you know, what if he had stayed? What if Urban Meyer hadn't imploded? You know, you just don't know. Well, same thing, um, when it comes to uh, Dan Mullen as a head coach here. Pretty interesting. Uh, let's see here. Jonesy says, there are so many new signal callers at quarterback this year in the SEC. Do you feel it will be a lot less passing and more running like in times past in the SEC? Um, No, I don't. D- Look, for example, we don't know how Carson Beck's going to do, right? We don't know that. But I would imagine with, you know, Mike Bobo there and all of that uh, and a terrific tight end, you're not just going to, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust it. I I just don't see that happening. Um, and, And look, think about it. Jefferson is back at Arkansas, but there's not that many. Ole Miss's quarterback is back. Mississippi State's quarterback is back. LSU's quarterback is back. So there's a few, right? And there's more. South Carolina's is back. Missouri's is back. So actually, there's a majority of quarterbacks back in the SEC as opposed to new ones. <coughs> Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. Steve, I like to get up, you know, try to get under your nerve, which is impossible to do. But I want to put your coaching hat on, Steve, and I want you to be an NFL coach. And, uh, Steve, some of the talk around the league was 
Richardson didn't even play much at the Gators. Why would you bench him uh, whatever the other day? Uh, not start him because what he need is reps. This is from my friends who's uh, NFL quarterbacks. So I, would you start him the next game? And and Kyle Trask, you were mentioning him, but <clears throat> Steve, what about Tua? And the third of whatever this game coming up with Jacksonville and Miami, would you start Tua? And Steve, the, the NFL injuries, would you start Aaron Rodgers? So Steve, just, just real quick, comment on who should be playing these third games. I'm talking NFL. I don't know what's going on in college, and I wish I did. But uh, and why do you play them the third game, and why do you set them out? And Steve, I'm ready for some football. Go Gators! Thank you, Elliot. All right, Byron. Thank you. Um, thank you, Byron. I was going to bring up Anthony Richardson in the next segment. For those who don't know, <clears throat> he was named the starter. Right? He didn't play a down in the Colts' second preseason game. Didn't play a down. That's a head-scratcher to me, right? Granted, starters, you Baker Mayfield didn't play, Aaron Rodgers didn't play, etc. Most of the starters didn't play this past week, and he is a starter. So if you look at it from that perspective, that holds water but he doesn't have a lot of experience. And you would certainly think we want to get him as much experience as we can get. But they must have seen enough. And that's it. And then would I would I start people week three? Yes. Um, that's, you, you got to be able to do that. And, and when, and I'm going to use this word, Byron, start. People play their, their starters at different levels, but I think you need to get some rhythm with the starters before you play your uh, regular season opener. And Aaron Rodgers is going to start the Jets' final preseason game. So I think you're going to see that. I think you'll see Anthony Richardson start the Colts' next game. But, uh, yeah, i I, I got to tell you, when I saw that, I was surprised. I was. Because you'd think, but again, what if he what if he played in that game and got hurt? Now they have Minshew. It's why he's there as a veteran. But I think the thought process was he's our starter. He's not going to play the second preseason game. Twelve thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We hope to have Yogi Roth and the Pac twelve Network with us next. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Helping out young people is something that's really good. It Most everybody understands that youth who are struggling need a helping hand, and when you can give them one and there are success stories, that's a cool thing. A lot of success stories with the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palaka. They take at-risk young boys from troubled backgrounds and difficult home environments and help turn their lives around because they put them to work. And they put them to work through your donations of unused or unwanted vehicles. They take them, they fix them, they resell them. And by doing this, they learn the skills they'll need to help themselves in life. Your donations of just about any kind of vehicle are tax-deductible, 
and it helps a really great cause. Generosity is great, and in this case, your generosity does a heck of a lot of good. To find out more, simply Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Hey, it's Steve Russell talking about the delicious food at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake season. If you've never had their hand-spun artisan dairy shake, you're missing out. Try the herb chicken burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, Florida-raised beef, the original Big Dick with hot fries. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com. Open seven days a week at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Visit online at DickMondell's.com. When severe weather hits Gainesville, WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. For the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. I don't know if you saw from the uh, scrimmage there, the Adam Mahalik is going to be doing the field goal kicking. And Trace Mack will do kickoffs. So uh, we'll see. I mean, that, that, that has the potential to be a strength. You know, with Crawshaw and, and if Mahalik is good, that, that could be a very uh, strong part of special teams if that works out. Um, okay, we're going to try to get um, Yogi Roth from the Pac-12 Network to join us next. Um, in the meantime... Uh, we will try to take your questions, <clears throat> calls, and comments. We have some really good guests coming up later in the week for you uh, as we inch closer to the start of the season. 
I'm going to also tell you, um, we're going to do things a little bit differently when it comes to the first game, the first Gator game, okay? Normally, we have our pregame show uh, four hours before the game. Well, in this case, um, we're not. Um, we're going to do it during the second hour of sports scene that day. So you'll have a chance to talk Gator football noon to one next Thursday. Not this, but next. And then we'll do our pregame show then. We will do our postgame show also on sports scene the next day. Because with an 8 o'clock game, uh, we'd be talking, what, 12.30, quarter to one, and having to come to work the next day. So for everybody involved, you, me, staff, We'll do that at Sports Scene on Friday, a week from Friday. By the way, Fowler and Herb Street will be calling the Gator game. That's kind of cool. Uh, their A team is going to be doing that. Um, it's a national broadcast, and you certainly uh, understand why. Uh, okay, let me get to a couple of emails here. I thought we'd have a little more conversation about scrimmage and all of that. Um, Elliot, hang on. I'll just, I'll let you know. I'm going to try to let him know, and he's going to try to, you know, text back here. He's, I, I've had sick kids. I know, you know, how, what that means. Um, by the way, congratulations to Florida's Anna Hall. She earned the uh, World Athletics Championships heptathlon silver um, really good. A lot of Gator athletes, current and past, uh, are in that event. Gator soccer is now 2-0 um, as they edged Maryland yesterday one to nothing. I believe they play Miami Thursday. Mary Wise will join us later in the week to preview Gator volleyball as they start their season as well so we're cranking now this is crank up week uh as soccer's already started volleyball will start and then um we'll do gator football um okay all right go ahead and call and we should get yogi now um so can empathize can i think any any parent can empathize when you have sick kids at home that's not the easiest thing. Um, Haley says, Steve, I'm a longtime Gator fan. I love your show. I don't call in. But my question is, uh, a lot of discussion about the quarterback, as there always is. What is your impression of Graham Mertz? Um, look, I know... He struggled some with interceptions while at Wisconsin. What we're going to find out, I think, is, was that systemic? Was that his problem? Was it they didn't have great receivers? We're going to find out. 
And the good thing is we're going to find out in a short period of time. All right. Let's bring Yogi in from the Pac-12 Network. Dude, I feel for you. I've been there, done that. I hope, <laughs> I hope your kids get better. Yeah, it's so sad, man. Like, uh, Especially when they're like getting really sick. You're like, I wish I it was me, man. Oh, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate you being flexible. No, Thank you and, and, I, and your audience. Yeah, and I appreciate you doing this. Um, and I hope they get better, too, by the way. Um, well, obviously, because of the quarterback situation at Utah, Yogi, a lot of speculation here. We're, we're 10 days out. Is there any new news to shed there as far as Cam Rising is concerned? No. I mean, he wants to play today. Uh, I just talked to somebody over there uh, a little while ago, and um, that's what he wants, you know. But it's going to come down to like, what do the doctors say, and then what does Kyle Whittingham say? And what Kyle Whittingham knows is a long season, and we all get what losing an opener can do, especially Utah. It happened a year ago against the same team on the road, uh, and they battled back and, and won their second straight Pac-12 title and, and went to their second straight Rose Bowl. So I think it's nobody's going to put him in any sort of risky situation. Um, so I don't know. I, th- that's the latest. I literally just got off, off the phone earlier this morning with somebody over there and they said he wants to go, but it's all on the docks right now. Of course, the backup is hurt. I guess if there's a silver lining in this, Yogi, their third string guys played some. So it isn't like he doesn't know the system. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the biggest thing we always see in early games is – decisions by quarterback that can be costly you go you can track it right a, a late interception uh they try to force a ball a turnover whatever it might be and usually that happens with the inexperienced players you know we're going to see that at alabama we'll see that at georgia we're going to see that with some big time teams this year with a lot of new big time quarterback or big time programs breaking in new quarterbacks for utah that's not going to be the case i mean bryson barnes uh is who i would project to be the starter nate johnson is you know, going to be the best athlete at that position on the field uh, once this game kicks off in 10 days or so. Uh, so I, I'd imagine he would have a role. But, but Bryson knows how to operate this offense. He's more than capable. This is a team that is built on Kyle Whittingham's personality. You saw elements of it last year and really over the last you know, 19 years, him and him as the head coach at Utah. It's going to be physical. They're going to run the football. they got elite backs. They have one of the better offensive lines. Kyle Whittingham thinks he's the most talented roster. They have an elite defense, so they know what they have to do, and, and Bryson Barnes will be able to do it. What they lose is what makes Cam Rising special. It's how he plays the game. You know, He plays it in a throwback nature where he'll put his foot in the ground and zone read it, and you guys saw the run up the left sideline a year ago against Florida. Or he's just got that greediness to stand in the pocket and make a, a unique throw that some guys wouldn't even attempt, and he'll complete it. So they lose, obviously, some of his magic. But I think that they'll still have an efficiency to them. The challenge will be, like, you can't get down early because I don't think Bryson Barnes is, is necessarily built like that. Uh, and their offense isn't built like that either as of now. Um, if, if Rising were healthy, uh, Yogi, do you think this Utah team is better than the Utah team of a year ago? Oh, yeah, big time. Big time. Yeah, I do. Um you know, Brent Keithy, you saw him a year ago. He returns even stronger. This offensive line is just as strong, if not stronger, than they were in week one. Jaquinnon Jackson was the third-string quarterback last year when these two teams played. He's a lead back and maybe top three back on the West Coast. 
I mean, he's a big dude. I mean, he's a thumper. You watch him in his first snap against Arizona State last year or in the Pac-12 title game, ran all over USC. He's a downhill 6-2 physical young man. Uh, and then they got a lot better at wideout, which has kind of always been the question. You know, they lost Keithy and Donson Cade, who's now on the Bills, last year as the season went on. And he got in the Rose Bowl against Penn State, and they didn't really have a lot of weapons that were making plays for Cam Rising and company. Now they have that. They bring in Micah Pittman, the, the brother of Michael Pittman, of course, the, the Colts wide receiver if you follow the league. They bring in a freshman in Mikey Matthews. They bring back some playmakers like Devon Vele. So I think that their receiving core is elevated. And then defensively, I think it's the best defense Kyle Whittingham has had. He, he recently said that. And in 2018 and 19, they had like historic defenses when it comes to the NCAA in terms of brush defense, getting after the quarterback. So they feel good, uh, and they're experienced on that side. You know, they've got elite edge rushers. Utah's always had somebody that could be a game wrecker. Linebackers, you know, last year, what was it, 24 missed tackles in the Florida game? You're not going to see that in this game. And I get Anthony Richardson isn't playing either, and that contributed to a part of that. But this is a defense that's much better than what it was a year ago. It might be the best one in the last 19 years at Utah, and they've had some good ones. Yogi, you're off our guest, Pac-12 Network. I, I thought about you, man, at, with what was going down with the league. What are your thoughts about all that? I got a lot of them. <laughs> I'll bet you do. Uh, yeah, but I want to be respectful to you and your time and your audience. But I'll say this. When it went down, um, it was it was one of the most turbulent hours of my life, which I'm not trying to compare it to real life and what people have to go through. But in our profession, uh, you wake up on a Friday and you think you're about to sign a long-term deal and be at Apple, which is reportedly going to buy ESPN and is going to be the future of college football. Like, like I think Florida games will be on Apple Plus in two years. Uh, And then 52 minutes later, your phone's blown up saying Washington, Oregon are out. Here comes Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. And you're left kind of sitting there saying, what just happened? And for me, the first thing I did was what you probably would have done is I just called all my colleagues or as many as I could. And then that night I sat on my couch and hung up with Ashley Adamson, who's kind of the face of the Pac-12. And I just kind of broke down. And, and I realized that man, 20 years in this league, uh, what I was feeling was what a lot of fans were feeling, which is kind of heartbreak. You know, this league stands for a lot, right? I, competitive excellence, of course. Right? You look at the Olympic sports. It's had a hell of a history in football in basketball, it's had a hell of a history in standing up for those that can't through the power of play. Jackie Robinson, Arthur Ashe, uh, you look at just what our schools and our community do for players who come from certain regions and come on back to the West Coast because of the comforts of what the regionality offers them. And look, those schools aren't disappearing, but I think those games that we fell in love with, with the regional games that college football fans fell in love with, uh, right now we got to figure out what the future of those look like. So I, I was heartbroken. Uh, I went through all the emotions all weekend of anger, sadness, denial, all the things. And, and you eventually get to a place of acceptance of what reality is, which is college football is still moving. And it's also led by dollars and TV dollars. And that's a sad reality. You know, I look at my kids and they're not going to be fans of the PAC 12 or the big 10 or the big 12. You know, they're going to be fans of a team. And, and that's sad because I think that's what made college football and college sports really unique 
And, and maybe we end up there with divisions that we call the Big East and the Pac-12 and the Big 12, who knows, you know, in a couple of years, maybe it'll all shake out in that regard. But, yeah, I was I was heartbroken. And uh, now as, as games are upon us, I got a week zero game with SC on Saturday night. And it's all about celebrating the game and coaching the viewer. And, and I'm not going to miss this season because of frustration, depression, whatever. Like, we're going to go for it. And uh, I know this league is as loaded as it's ever been, and that's what makes it sadly poetic is that it's ending on, on one of the biggest highs in the history of this league with the talent. Yeah, it, it sure is. Appreciate your time, Yogi, and uh, we'll see how this uh, game with Utah turns out. And uh, you've been so kind to come on here the last couple of years. So appreciate your time. Hope your kids get better, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Any, anytime. Uh, hit me up. It should be a fun Thursday night game. Okay, thank you, Yogi. Yogi Roth. Pac-12 Network, 12.30 time check, brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Oh yeah, you can feel it, the hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of A.C. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And, of course, A.C. isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. At Paid For by StarWeb Services. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. PowerPill allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $2 per pill? Call today and get 50 Viagra pills for only $99. This could cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us if you want Viagra at the lowest prices. Never pay $15 at pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $2 per pill. Call 800-707-9440 today to save up to $500 and get 50 pills for just $99. Power pill is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-707-9440 to take your call now. Call 800-707-9440. That's 800-707-9440. Again, 800-707-9440. New sneakers. Fresh backpack. Three spiral-bound notebooks. Check, check, check. And the feeling of knowing you're ready to take on the challenge. I got this. Now that's empowering. Let Radiant Credit Union empower you with 5,000 bonus points when you spend $100 during the first 45 days of opening a credit card with us. But hurry, this offer ends August 31st. Visit radiantcu.org empowering to get started. Federally insured by NCUA. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. For your Monday, increasing clouds as we head into the afternoon with an isolated storm or two possible. Those high temperatures will hit the 90s pretty easy with a heat index up to 110. 
Now on Tuesday, just do not expect any big changes with isolated storms and feels like temperatures over 100. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! The Gators, the Utes, kickoff is tonight. Pre-game coverage begins at 3 p.m. right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. For the second time in 100 years of football at the University of Florida, the Gators celebrate as national champions. The home of the Florida Gators. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Whoops. Wrong liner there. Kickoff is not tonight, obviously. Uh, but it's coming up. It's getting there. Uh, my next guest I've known for a long time, Gator grad. Uh, Mike Morgan's been kind enough to come on with us and uh, talk whatever sport, because you see him on the SEC Network. He does football broadcast and basketball broadcast, baseball broadcast. He's also part of the J.C. and Morgan podcast. So without further ado... Mike now joins us. How are you, man? How was your summer? <laughs> Too quick, Steve. You know how that goes. <laughs> yes. uh, I, you know, I always get a kick out of the the people that you know do the countdowns. Right? We're, we're ninety eight days till kickoff. We're seventy eight days till kickoff. You know, I don't like wishing my life away like that. Plus, it actually makes it go slower. Is what I found when you sit there and actually every day. You're counting down the start of college football. I always like when it's kind of like, oh, oh, wait, it, it is here, you know. So I don't, I don't think about. It. I try to enjoy the summer. Um, and, and wife and I had a great one. And now, uh, yeah, there's no question we're we're ready for college football. Uh, much like you, you know, I I, I talk about it year round. You mentioned the J.C. and Morgan podcast. We got, I know we got a lot of uh, Gator fans that are listeners to that. A lot of SEC fans all around and. The great thing about college football now, you remember when, you know, when we first started doing shows, and of course you predate me some, but uh, it was like, okay, well, you got football, and then you've got recruiting, right, in January, <laughs> yeah. back when the setup was different. And then you had spring football when coaches actually took spring football, I don't want to say more seriously, but but they were more willing to risk injury. So you were playing your starters and the spring game actually resembled a game. Well, now all that is pretty much changed and we don't have two a days like we did before. We, but the, the, the side stories, Steve, I mean, it seems like there's always something major going on in college football these days. Uh, some of it good, some of it not so good. So that you and I always have something to talk about, and the fans always have something to engage in. So that that is one difference, I think, from the way it is now versus 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I, this is the premise. Uh, I thought about this this morning. Maybe because I sit here in Gainesville, you have more of a you know 50,000-foot view, Mike. It just seems like Florida's one of those teams where the – win total is crazy. 
I mean, some people mm-hmm. are thinking not even going to go to a bowl game, and other people are thinking, you know, maybe eight or nine wins. There's a pretty big spread there. I, I don't know that there's another team in the league, and maybe you can come up with a couple, that that look that way. Can you come up with others that you are in the same sort of boat like that? Yeah, I mean, I think Florida definitely falls under the ultimate wild card uh, scenario. I would say there might be two other teams in the East, uh, maybe even as many as three. So like Kentucky, for example, you either think Devin Leary is going to be the answer to all the problems that existed last year, where Will Levis had a, a terrible year and the offensive line couldn't block anybody and the defense wasn't typical Brad White dominant. Um, and they're all of a sudden going to go back to like a 10-win program. And I've heard plenty of people that believe that, that they – like everybody's picking George in the East. That's There's no skill in that. But yeah. who's going to finish second? Who's going to finish third, right? right? So some people have Kentucky. They're, they're back on that bandwagon, and I think it's because of Mark Stoops' track record, if nothing else. People believe that Mark Stoops will get the most out of his talent as, as much as any coach in this league. Uh, and, then, and then there's South Carolina – which, okay, they ended on an incredible note, but a lot of people still can't get the fact, can't get the thought out of their mind that Spencer Rattler wasn't that good for the first two months of the season. So what about that is going to change? So they're kind of a wild card. And then I even think Tennessee's a wild card because all I hear is the Joe Milton hype train. And I hear the Jordan Rodgers of the world saying he's by far and away the most talented quarterback in the league. They're basing that almost the same way people based Anthony Richardson a year ago, who was the biggest physical freak in college football at the quarterback position. Well, Joe Milton has the freakiest arm in college football in terms of he can throw it the farthest, and he would and he looks really good in a combine setting. But as any Gator fan can tell you, that's not everything the quarterback position is all about. If it was, Florida wouldn't have been 6-7 and seven last year. I get it. They didn't have a dominating defense. They were limited with weapons. But let's face it, Anthony Richardson did not play like an All-American quarterback. He played like a guy with a lot of upside. And for me, Joe Milton has lost the starting job at two different places. Or in a better way of putting it, could be he wasn't able to win it at Michigan and Tennessee. And you're going to tell me that he's going to be as good as Hendon Hooker was last year before the injury? And they lost two, their top two wide receivers to the NFL and some offensive linemen. I'm not buying it. So I think Tennessee could take a step back. I think Kentucky could take a step forward. I don't know what Carolina is going to do. And Florida, to your original premise, yeah, I've got question marks all over the place. I mean, I, I don't know what to expect out of Graham Mertz. <laughs> it's, just, it's not the Wisconsin offense. It's a different deal. Uh, I know the wide receiving core, top to bottom, is better this year. I feel good about that. I feel good about Florida's running backs. Um, but where do the Gators stack in the hierarchy of the SEC? I mean, I think it's a middle-tier team. And with that strength of schedule, that's where people get pause. Like a different schedule, if Florida if Florida played in the ACC, we could be talking about a nine-win team. But – in the SEC, with that schedule, not to mention Utah, non-con has started off, I could see where a lot of people are like, yeah, 6-6, six and six, it, they might be headed right back toward that direction. In the West, I, I, I get why people don't want to go against Nick Saban, but to your point, Mike, there's a quarterback, none of the quarterbacks there that 
we know of have stepped up. They already had issues at wide receiver. I guess they're going to try to get back to running the football. I, I think by Alabama standards, it's a pretty vulnerable team. Do you agree? I think anytime you're you're vulnerable at quarterback, you're vulnerable in college football. Now, if they somehow figured it out, and this is why you can see the frustration all over Nick Saban's face when he has to talk about it. Mm-hmm. He knows that if they somehow figure that out, this is another team that could compete for a national championship. I mean, they, they are they are stocked as they usually are. And, yes, they, <clears throat> they lost some pretty good players. One on offense in particular that was, <clears throat> excuse me, a top ten pick. And then Will Anderson on defense. But – if they somehow had, like, Bryce Young for another year, everybody would be picking them to win the Western Division, if not the whole SEC. Because they lost two games by a combined five points. And an angry Nick Saban is a pretty good Nick Saban to bet on. And he's pretty angry about what happened last year. Alabama fans are angry anytime they miss the playoff. That's just the standard now in Tuscaloosa. But... I've seen some of those guys play and the quarterbacks I'm talking about specifically. And I don't think any of them are are that impressive. I think they're going to have to win games sometimes in spite of the quarterback spot. That's why I've got LSU in the West, even though they, when they play it's in Tuscaloosa, LSU knows their quarterback situation and they got talent at every position as well. So uh, I think LSU's won. That being said, I don't think Alabama, even if, even if they have mediocre quarterback play, they're not going to just keep tumbling down the board. I mean, who else in the West is going to surpass them? A and M? I don't think so. Ole Miss? No. Arkansas? No. Like I, I, I still think the worst they finish is second in the West. But if they finish second in the West, they don't make the SEC championship game again, and they don't make the playoff again, then it is beyond sky is falling <laughs> in Crimson Tideland. <laughs> there is no doubt about that. Mike Morgan, our guest here from the SEC Network. We are, of course, talking college football. Mike, on the, on the national landscape, uh, a lot of people very high on Ohio State and Michigan. There's a, you know, Penn State, I think he might have his best team there, and yet they can't climb the mountain of the other two. What do you think of the Big Ten? I think it's still a Michigan-Ohio State race until James Franklin proves otherwise. And I hate to simplify it that much. And I'm not even saying James Franklin's not a good football coach, but he doesn't have a great track record in those games. He just doesn't. And, and that's the, that is the one hang up for him. I mean, look, it was the same hang up Michigan fans had for Jim Harbaugh Mm -hmm. not long ago. They wanted to fire him. Now he's got a chance to beat Ohio state three years in a row and they can't build that statue quickly enough if he does so. But, Penn State is always, you're right, I mean, they're just hovering, they're just orbiting around the big time, but they never seem to get there. And Michigan and Ohio State are both loaded rosters. Now, Ohio State's got to figure out their quarterback spot. Um, Michigan, the fact that they got Corum back and McCarthy and that defense, like there, there's just no reason why they shouldn't make it three in a row and win the Big Ten again. And You'll have to uh, help me. I can't remember where that game is against Penn State this year. Uh, is it Ann Arbor, Happy Valley? Happy Valley? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure my head. either. Yeah. But I mean, my my instincts just says that the, the pick is Michigan. 
second place is Ohio State, and then third is Penn State, and then there's a chasm before you <laughs> before you get down to four. This is why the Big Ten will never be the SEC. You may be Wisconsin, but remember now they've got an entirely new offense under Phil Longo. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what to expect over there at Madison this year. And then what else do I believe in? Michigan State? No. No. Uh, Northwestern? Heck no. Illinois? Nice story. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm glad I'm glad for Brett Bielma that he's had a second. Uh, lease on life as a coach but no they're not a threat to do anything i mean that's the problem with the big 10 it's it's basically three deep four tops and then the the bottom craters out whereas these other leagues like the sec and i would even say this year the pack believe it or not yes before they dismantle that thing the pack has top to bottom maybe the best quarterback play of any league in the country i mean they they are loaded with exciting fun and highly sought-after quarterbacks in that league. They don't have great defense, and people don't watch the games, and they're about to uh, be a, to go the way of the dodo. But if you want to talk, talk just one year of really good quarterback play, the Pack's got it this year. In my last minute, we've all seen the upheaval of this offseason. We're not done, I, I don't believe. In the Morgan Crystal Ball, what do you see now? Does the Pac-12 reform? Do Mountain West or American teams go over there? Are we done with realignment? In the last minute here, what do you see? Well, we've been talking about this on on the podcast for a while. I I was amazed by the arrogance and ignorance at the same time by Klyovkov. To have that... (laughs) To not learn from the mistakes of Larry Scott and to sit there with your chest sticking out on a sinking Titanic and you're sitting there telling the wait staff, no, 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 I asked for two olives in my martini. Meanwhile, your conference is about to go on the brink of extinction, and that's exactly what happened in broad daylight. Uh, Now you've got Stanford uh, and Cal and others trying to defect to the ACC on a sweetheart deal where they wouldn't even ask for TV money. If that's the case, they might be as good as gone. I think the only chance for the pack to stay alive is to merge with the American, not the Mountain West, because I have more faith in Mike Oresco than anybody that runs the Mountain West. Um, but even that's pretty bleak. It's it's amazing to watch a longtime proud conference be completely dismantled, but I don't think we'll ever see it get back to anything close to what it was. I agree. We're going to see Mike during the season uh, and uh, on football, basketball, baseball, also part of the J.C. and Morgan podcast. We will talk as the season goes along, my friend. I always appreciate your time. Thanks, Mike. Always appreciate it, Steve. Keep up the great work. Same to you, man. Thanks, Mike. Does a great job. Mike Morgan joining us here from the SEC Network. 1249 Time Check brought to you by Hey Shillery. We'll open the phone lines and the email for you, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. My friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue, have great news. They have increased their selection of vehicles because they want to give you the widest selection possible. But remember, they've specialized in this for over 40 years. All they have is the cream of the crop in late model, low mileage vehicles. No new ones, but it gives you 
a great chance to buy the vehicle you want at the price point, at the vehicle style that you want. You can go online, secars.com, check out the vehicles and all the information that way, or test drive them, go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Their sales staff is always there to help you. I've been driving a vehicle of theirs for years, and every one of them has been good to me. They'll do the same thing for you. And you know what to do when you go see them in person. Make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff, and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talon Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License B056341. Does your knee pain keep getting worse? How about that pain in your shoulder or hip or back? Don't let them tell you steroids and surgery are your only options. Take my advice now and call QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics can make that pain go away with all natural advanced regenerative medicine. They're helping people here every day with these amazing natural treatments that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. It's like turning back the clock. Regenerative medicine uses concentrated healing agents from your own body to stimulate that damaged tissue in your joints so they can work like they're supposed to, and there's zero downtime. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting medical breakthrough. Patients here are getting real lasting relief and are saying no to surgery and drugs. If you have pain due to injury or arthritis, this is a remarkable option you need to check out. And the consultation is free. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Scorching hot car interiors can cause devastating injuries or worse in just a matter of minutes. Take extra care in making sure your whole family is out of the car before leaving. Put your purse, wallet, or phone in the back seat as a reminder. If you see a child or pet locked in a car, call 911 immediately. Remember, there's no excuse for leaving anyone behind. Go to flhsmv.gov slash child safety for more info. That's flhsmv.gov. A message from the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicle. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. 
here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, we'll open the phone lines and the emails for you. John will lead us off. Hello, John. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. Um, I always appreciate, you, you know, your interviews. And that, uh, Mike Morgan, I always got some insight on when he's talking about the Pac-10 and, you know, some of the SEC teams. It's, it's pretty good, pretty informational, so I appreciate that. So, having said that, um, uh, so you're 14 on uh, not this Thursday, but next Thursday you're doing a, a kind of like preempted uh, summer cast with Jeff out in Utah? No. No, no, no. They're they're going to do their thing when they you. do it. The network will come you. on at five o'clock. I got, I got. You. I okay. thought maybe you were going to try to do something with them out there, but I, I'd like to be able to. If he was on your show and you were kind of like doing a simulcast, like no, Shane talking, will be. Shane will be on. Shane your will show? be on. Yes, as oh, he as he oh, all, we we always have Shane on uh, when Florida's on the road. He will join us in the pregame. That's cool. Steve, I, um, let me ask you that this Friday, since there's some, some intriguing games and the like, are you going to do any uh, prognostication this Friday? Probably not. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, the slate no gators. isn't – Well, it's not that. I mean, yeah. if, if Florida has a bye week, we still, you know, do it. But right. it usually happens in the regular season. Or it does happen in the regular season. And, you know, the slate of games uh, isn't the greatest. So, no, probably not. Well, I kind of like uh, – you know, see what happens with Navy and Notre Dame. I like that game. I don't, I don't okay, know but that's one game. game. But then there's, uh, you know, uh, Vandy and Hawaii. Oh, that, that's a barn national. burner, yeah. I mean, there's, right, right, no, there's I only know, like seven just, games to start with, I think, or seven or right, eight. Right, I know. The UTEP against UMass uh, yeah. and uh, some uh, of those games. I understand that. So yeah. I'd just like to get maybe ask you just those individual games on Friday. But uh, I got a quick NFL question for you, Steve, and I'll get off. Um, I see it, just a lot of people on just I'm on Facebook and some of these things. Back to, back in the day, about fifty some odd years ago, the immaculate reception with Franco Harris. If that if that play would have been reviewed, do you think it would have been overturned? No. No, I think he caught it. All right, Rob. I'm just saying that Frenchy Fuqua touched the ball. So back in the day, you know, the office the player could not be touching the ball. Do you? I mean. Inconclusive? You think it was inconclusive play that who was touching the ball before? No, I, I know. I think I think it would. Again, if you if you use the rules that were in effect then, right? I don't think that play would be overturned. I agree. Hey, thanks, Steve, and enjoy your show. Talk to you later. Thank you, John. Appreciate you, Thomas. We'll wrap up the first hour. Hi, Thomas. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good, sir. Great. Enjoyed your program. Got a question. Will you have the QB on the program and go into the new season? You mean Shane? Yeah. Of course. Well, great. Uh, that really adds something to it. Uh, uh, <laughs> we can, uh, another, it just opens another side of it a lot of us don't know about. Yep. So matter of fact, appreciate that. Matter of fact, uh, Shane, Shane and Coach Spurrier will be here next Tuesday. Uh, beginning at 11 with Inside the Huddle for the rest of the year. And then Shane will join me on the pregame show. Shane will join me uh, on Mondays as well. Great. Well, you probably address that, and I might have missed it. So That's okay. thank you, and have a great day. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir, for your call. Um, this is interesting. Don't know if you saw this. Um, 
Greg Sankey was recently interviewed by ESPN. He said, quote, right now you put it in bold letters that things are going to change, period. And we're all going to have to be prepared to deal with that change, period. Um, he's convinced the 12-team format for the playoff has to be reexamined now. Um, and if the Pac-12 goes away, um, you're, I think you will see a different format. The FBS commissioners are meeting next week in Dallas. They meet again next month as well. Um, and it's funny. Sankey said the SEC would have been okay had the four-team format with no automatic qualifier stayed in place. I would have too. I would have too. But a lot of people wanted to see it expand, and I understand why. Television revenue, you know, other conferences getting involved. Um, and remember, if you look at the games, people forget this. Georgia won last year 65-7. to And that was supposed to be the top four teams in the country. That can be changed. That, that format can certainly be tweaked. Hour two coming up. Call us up. Email us. Talk some sports on Sports Scene. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. W251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day. Not here. It's like everybody's having a good day. Every day. Expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have. Not so. Uh, once it, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups or fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you enough to where you, you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of of being here and that's why I continue to stay here. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. College football is back. That's right, college football back, and so are the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PATRICK. That's code PATRICK only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races, all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. 
jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com MMA terms. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hour 2 of Sports Scene commencing now. Final producing show for Elliot. He'll be around the building, though. We won't lose him, but you will, sadly. Uh, but appreciate his time and his effort in doing this. And... Uh, you know, a lot of the time, uh, the people who run this are students, and uh, they get valuable experience doing this, and I really appreciate their work. Uh, this hour, a lot of time for you to call us and talk some sports. We do have a guest, one of our Gator grads, Kelly Price, who is working up in the Atlanta television market. But you can call us, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Interesting in the SEC, uh, Carson Beck has won the Georgia uh, quarterback job. Now all eyes on Brock Vandegrift. I mean, Gunnar Stockton too, but, but I'll say this. The Georgia quarterbacks that have stuck it out have ended up playing. And, but you wonder if they will. And Missouri has already said they're going to play two quarterbacks in their opener. Brady Cook and Sam Horn will both play. Um, now, is that going to be, you know, the whole way? I don't know because Cook started 13 games last year uh, and Horn, I believe, redshirted last year, I think. Okay, uh, let's get some calls. We'll start with D. D. hello. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Uh, good, good. Uh, first, Elliot, man, good luck. Uh, it's always, uh, you know, been a kind person to me when I called. So, yeah, man, good luck to him. Thanks, thanks for everything he's done for your program. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL, Steve. Um, you know, with with the Gator quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I I don't think there's really a true competition with Trask and uh, and and the Mayfield. I think um, because I was listening to one of their guys uh, this morning, they said, well, if there was a true competition, then Baker Mayfield would have played. Right, some of that game the other night. So I, I just think, you know, Bowles is, I don't know why he's so hesitant not to name the starter, but I think it's pretty clear. And, and, and let's face it, Steve, uh, you know, Bowles is on the hot seat, in my opinion. I, I just think, you know, they made the playoffs last year, but they, that team didn't look right. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't, I think he just wants to go start the season with a veteran because if he, if he starts with a guy that doesn't have much experience and they get off to a slow start, he could lose that locker room pretty quick. So, um, yeah, I, I just I think it's just Mayfield's going to end up starting. <laughs> I do too. And I, I watched Kyle Trask's uh, post game press conference. Yeah. <laughs> um, I felt for the kid. I, yeah. I really did. If anybody has not seen that, I urge you to watch it. Uh, you could just tell he was holding back. You could just tell, you know. Hey, I haven't been told. I'm just, I'm here. You know, I'm just, it's out of my hands. I can, I mean, he, he was clearly frustrated. Uh, and I can understand why. I mean, he, I've mentioned this a lot of times. He was the first pick in the second round. And I get you're not going to displace Tom Brady. But if you, and, and look, you have every right to bring a veteran in 
and challenge him. And if the veteran beats him out, so be it. But I agree with your point. I mean, you're, first of all, you're talking about a coach who's not an offensive-minded coach at all, and he is on the hot seat. I mean, that's a winnable division, but, you know, is that really what you want? So we'll see where this ends up. Right. Uh, as, as far as the – I know you are talking to Byron earlier about why, who should play and who should not play in these games, Steve. You know, I looked at um, – like yesterday I caught a little bit of that Buffalo-Pittsburgh game, and there was a play where Josh Allen was running around like it was the AFC championship game instead of week two of the preseason. <laughs> and, I mean, if I'm Sean McDermott, I'm – I mean, Steve, he got – he must have ran 20 yards and got stacked and – I'm telling him, get down, man. This, this, you, you got bigger fish to fry. You got bigger goals to, to. You, you can't go all out in the preseason, man. And I, and I, and I, I'm, I'm just thinking, man. You get, you got to get the week one, man. I, I'd rather be criticized for not playing my guys in the preseason than get criticized for playing them and they get hurt. It's just, it's just, just, it's no, it's no, it's no win situation if these guys get hurt. Isn't it funny that? we don't see the same thing in college. Right. Isn't it? We yep. don't see, uh, you know, quarterback X sitting down. Now, we don't go to the practices, so we don't know, you know, how many reps QB1 gets versus what QB2 gets, and we don't know how much is live hitting. You know, we don't know any of that. But it is interesting that it's much more pronounced in the NFL. And, you know, maybe in the NFL, you can't not hit the quarterback. If, you, if you're having a scrimmage in college, you can tell your defense, you ain't hitting the quarterback. You can't do that in an NFL preseason. You can do it to scrim, you know, in, in a practice, but you can't do it in a game. And so that's the difference because there's preseason games. But I hear you. Can you imagine, you know, running <laughs> around trying to make a play in a meaningless game and, you know, be out for six weeks? Ugh, boy. Yep, you'd be a good fry. And I tell you, the, the state of the backup quarterback in that league, Steve, is so bad. I think the Barkley kid from USC is the backup for Buffalo. I see some of these other guys, man. So you you see why these these coaches are hesitant to play their guys because if they get hurt, man, that could that could derail your season before it even starts. Yeah, and, and I mentioned in the first hour, uh, I was mildly surprised AR didn't play at all. Right. But he was named. You know, if you're going to go. By what the rest of the league has done, right? He is the yep. starter, so the starter doesn't play the second preseason game. So it 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 adds up, but it is a bit curious in terms of the experience part of it. Yep. Be good, Steve. All right, appreciate you, D. Thank you for your call. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email us, Russell at WRUF uh, dot com. I get this email every once in a while. And uh, I'll uh, I'll read it because Jay. Good afternoon. Enjoy the show as always. I've been listening to your show over ten years now. Every day on the job site, we crank you up on the radio. I appreciate everything you do from Sportsing Every Day to the post game shows you do late nights, and I appreciate you uh, cranking us up. My question is: You said you don't consider yourself a Gator fan. Can you elaborate? Sure, I can elaborate. I guess it comes down, Jay, to what the definition is, okay? Sean Kelly, I'm using him as an example, okay? 
he doesn't have to have uh, a non-biased hat on. He is the voice of the Gators. And so his rooting interest, he can be a fan. I guess it's semantic. I went to school at Florida. I'm a Gator grad. Do I want Florida to do well? Yes. But I have to have some objectivity. Even as a Gator baseball broadcaster all these years, in in my own mind, I have to have a sense of objectivity. And there's nothing wrong. You know, I've mentioned this all the time. Larry Munson at Georgia used to say we all the time. Why can't we stop these people? And Georgia fans loved him because he was unabashedly Georgia. We. I come from the school where you don't do that. It's the Gators. It's the Seminoles. It's the Bulldogs. So I hope that answers the question. Peyton says, put on your referee's hat for a minute. What quarter do you think has the most flags thrown and why? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say the first. Only because, at first blush, right, do you set a tone for the game? You know, do you, do you eat a whistle later in the game? I don't know. That's just, maybe you can give me the answer, Peyton, if you, if you know it. Knoxville Gator, sure you'll be shocked by this, but to no surprise, the Vol fans up here already claiming an undefeated national championship this year. Shocking. Yes. It's funny how they've completely dismissed the game with the Gators as an easy win. In the swamp, mind you, he says. All I want for my November birthday and Christmas present is to win this game in the swamp. Let's make the air thin again in Rocky Top. Yeah, it it has, that fan base has really changed. And I'm a history guy. Look, I'm not saying, this is probably Tennessee's best chance to beat Florida in the swamp in a long time on paper. Okay, Heifel's done a good job there, let's be honest. But is this some, you know, slam dunk kind of win? No, I don't think so. Andrew says, is Mullen blind to his own downfall? You think he regrets leaving Mississippi State? No. He seemed to burn out at Florida. I think UF was too big a stage for the way he liked to lazily recruit. It's funny. You have Swamp Kings where you had two national championships in three years. And then you have Mullen's tenure. And what happened? Now, nobody can can talk about Urban Meyer's recruiting. My God, look at all the NFL people on that team. Crazy. And Mullen was part of that. But it's complicated. And there's no, I think we all want a reason. It's, it's this. We want a reason this happened. There, there are no A, there isn't an A reason. There's lots of them. And, you know, Mullen did not, he and his staff did not recruit well. Lost the locker room, much like Urban lost the locker room. There are some similarities there. B.B. reminds me, and I'm going to do this tomorrow now because it's kind of late today. 
about my dream outfield. I did the dream infield. Tomorrow we'll do dream outfield. His, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and in center field, Willie Mays. That's pretty good. The first ESPN College game day is next weekend. Can hardly wait. Should be interesting with a touch of drama at some schools with college football in general. How do Alabama fans react if their team stumbles? How many more years would Saban then coach? As they might say in the soap opera business, this and much more as the college football world turns. For this is the day of the coaches' lives. Yes. The wheels spin starting this weekend. And it's great. It's great. And it is interesting when it comes to expectation. It's interesting when it comes to what fan bases think about what their teams are going to do. It is pretty interesting. One fifteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Got chronic joint pain but want to avoid steroids and surgery? Take some advice from pro football legend Emmett Smith. Call QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life with biologic therapies that get your body to repair and restore damaged tissue. These exciting new regenerative treatments from local medical professionals can help your body heal itself with lasting pain relief. Trust me, you want to avoid surgery if you can. Check out these biologic treatments to see what your options are. QC Kinetics, restorative, regenerative solutions with no downtime, no surgery, no drugs. I'm talking about joint pain we all can relate to in your knees, your shoulders, your hips, and your lower back. They'll get you feeling good again. Get relief now. What are you waiting on? Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Everybody's loving what's going on at International Diamond Center. It's a huge summer of savings event. Real relief from inflation and rising prices. How about rollback prices on all wedding bands? Right now, you can take an incredible 20% off any wedding band at IDC. Keep more of your money with this best ever wedding band sale. And while interest rates are up everywhere else, IDC's got 0% interest financing. Right now, get three years, zero interest on any purchase, and we'll even cover your first two payments. All certified diamonds included. Bottom line, everything's more affordable at IDC, and our selection has never been better. Hand-picked diamonds in all shapes and sizes thousands of designer engagement rings case after case of fashion jewelry from the world's top designers pick any item divide by 36 and that's your payment as a bonus idc will cover your first two payments it's idc summer of savings your refuge from high prices and rising interest rates now through the end of august at international diamond center at celebration point on approved credit some product restrictions apply see store for details nothing's better than taking to florida's waterways with family and friends but some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Gator Talk. 
with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I got to tell you, as a Motown fan, there's, I mean, you talk about the Supremes and the Temps and Gladys Knight and Smokey, Mary Wells, that dude right there, the best of the bunch right there. Marvelous Marvin Gaye. Welcome back to Sports Scene, 392 You can email us, Russell, at WRUF.com. Lou is going to talk to us. What's up, Lou? Hello, Steve. I, was, I told Elliot that I wanted to talk about Barbie and Ken, but he said you probably wouldn't be up to speed on that, and we'd have to change the subject. That's a good idea. No. <laughs> but I will tell you this. Oh. I, I do not understand, and and uh-huh. maybe I'm just too old. I mean, I remember Barbie and uh-huh. Ken, obviously. But how is that? I mean, Oppenheimer, I'm a history guy. I get. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. If you would have told me six months ago that this Barbie movie came out and would make the gazillions of dollars it is making, I would have yes. bet my house that wouldn't have happened and I'd be uh, living. As, I'd be living in my car now. As well as I. But when you, when the wife and the four granddaughters go, and I ask why, they look at me like I'm weird. So yeah. they have a point. So. Yeah, Elliot's got it. Oh, you got uh, it? Yeah, it is yeah. now the highest-grossing Warner Brothers movie of all time. Right. Yes. I mean, Crazy. Anyway. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, ladies at that uh, my age. I'm older than you, Steve, but. They grew up with Barbie. I can understand oh, sure. yes. some of that. And they want to maybe trans- transition that to their children or granddaughters and I, things of I, that nature. Not, so, I just cool. didn't think to this cool. to this extent, but hey, God bless them for it. God bless them, absolutely. Oh, on the outfitters, it's uh, it's uh, Mantle, Mays, and Clemente. Uh, as you New, Yorker, New Yorkers would say, Steve, end of story. And uh, that, I mean, those, those three, I think, are the best. But uh, anyway, my point, up to this date, today's date, talking about football, baseball, basketball in the Southeastern Conference, men's football, basketball, baseball, give me the schools that have the best of those three programs. Rank them uh, one to five. That's all I need. Maybe even one to three if you, can, if you can't go much farther than that. And I'll, uh, I'll take your answer. Off the uh, off the air, Steve. Thank okay. you, buddy. All right, thank you. I would have to do a little research on that. Um, for example, LSU ranks very high in two of the three, but they're really bad in basketball right now. Okay, Tennessee is good in baseball. They're good in men's basketball. Uh, they're good in football. They would probably, you know, be right there. Um, you know, Alabama. Uh, is good in basketball now, uh, is good in football now, and they were better in baseball last year. So, you know, they're right there. Um, Ole Miss was not good in basketball. Uh, Mississippi State was not good in baseball. Uh, Florida was not good in football. Uh, Trying to think of the rest of the schools here. Uh, Georgia, 
good in football, but bad in basketball and bad in baseball. Missouri, not in the conversation. So you see where I'm going, right? Ole Miss wasn't good in baseball this year. Um, So the schools that were decent in all three were probably Alabama and uh, Tennessee. Um, And South Carolina wasn't. So those two, based on just a year, if that's what you're asking me, if you're saying based on last year, right, then those two schools come to mind. Auburn was good in baseball, but not, you know, real good in football. So I I would say those two. And I'm probably forgetting somebody. Kentucky, uh, good in baseball, uh, not great in football. So better than Florida, but so maybe in, in basketball they were okay and in baseball they were okay, so you know maybe them. But if I had to say which was the top, probably Tennessee. Probably Tennessee. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email S Russell at WRUF dot com. One of our Gator grads Kelly Price will join us next here. Um, The rest of the week, uh, just uh, let me tell you about football again, which is now 10 days away. Because the game is at a squirrely time, day of the week, et cetera, um, we will have our football pregame show in the second hour of sports scene that day at 1 o'clock. The network pregame show will be at 5 o'clock. We will not do the Extra Point postgame show that night because of the lateness of the game. We'll do the Extra Point postgame show on sports scene the next day because it's a work day for us. And yours truly who gets here about quarter to seven in the morning, uh, that would make for a very short night. So that's what we're going to do. Shane will be here, though, uh, as he always is. Don't forget our Inside the Huddle show begins a week from tomorrow. And the ball coach, Shaner, here every Tuesday at 11 a.m. So we're looking forward to all of that as college football cranks up uh, this weekend. Not a lot of games, I think seven or eight, but at least it counts. It's something, and uh, that's a good thing. Matthew emails. Uh, he says, I-, I love Mike Morgan, does a really nice job. He's to the point. I do too. Mike does a great job. And he says, uh, based on what the commissioner Sankey has said, do you think the SEC is actively looking at expansion? No, I don't. No, I don't. But let me tell you what's lost here. I understand things change. And the only constant is change. I get it. I think I mentioned this last week, but if I didn't, I'll say it again. This year marks one of those years with a zero on the end of it for me. 
first time I saw a Gator football game. The first time I was in Florida Field. It wasn't even Ben Hill Griffin Stadium then. There was something about football in the South. I had not been exposed to as a kid growing up in New York State. It's That's lost. You know, the SEC Network has done, you know, SEC football in the South. That's gone. That's gone. I mean, yes, you still have traditions that are SEC-centric. And I'm not saying Missouri shouldn't be in the league. I'm not saying that, but you get my point. Geographically, it doesn't fit. And that's what's been lost here. I'm not sure it's a good or a bad thing, but I kind of liked the regionality of sports where you knew where the Big Ten was, basically, right? Michigan, Ohio State, you, you, you knew that. You knew where the Big 12 was. Well, now you can go from one end of this country to the other and have it be one conference. Some would say that's not a bad thing. And it, I mean, in the long run, is it? I don't know. But you do lose a little bit of your history. You do lose a little bit of what made the Southeastern Conference special because it was in a very defined area. That's it. So, but once again, change. It's going to happen. The college football playoff is going to change. The way the format goes is going to change. I promise you, mark this down on this date, August 21. I'm telling you, that will change. Will it be for the better? I don't know, but it's going to change. 128, time check, brought to you by Hayes Jillery. One of our grads, Kelly Price, going to join us. She's up in the Atlanta area. She'll talk some Falcons and Braves and some college sports, too. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. My best friend and I do everything together. We buy the same clothes, watch the same movies, and eat the same foods. But that doesn't mean our financial goals are the same. Choosing an investment that's right for you and your goals is a personal decision. Florida's Office of Financial Regulation has resources and information to help you get started in making the best decision for you. Visit flofr.gov to learn more. This message is sponsored by the Florida Office of Financial Regulation, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. When severe weather hits Gainesville, WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. With the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live online or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. 
Did you know that over 90% of male enhancement pills are virtually the same thing that's repackaged, redone over and over again? Why settle for the same old product when you can get something completely different? Something that takes male enhancement into the 21st century. Something that really works. Men, you need to try Noxatril, the all-natural male enhancement formula that will unlock your performance in the bedroom to a level you could only dream of. Try to imagine Viagra on steroids. Noxatril is so powerful, that's why it took years for it to finally become available to the public without a prescription. So call now and take advantage of our special Noxatril free bottle offer today. Oh yeah, we recommend that you use the Noxatril dose as directed. Think of your partner. We certainly don't want you to overperform in the bedroom. Find out how to get a free bottle of Noxatril. Call 800-301-6924, 800-301-6924. Free bottles for a limited time, so call now, 800-301-6924, 800-301-6924. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. For your Monday, increasing clouds as we head into the afternoon with an isolated storm or two possible. Those high temperatures will hit the 90s pretty easy with a heat index up to 110. Now on Tuesday, just do not expect any big changes with isolated storms and feels like temperatures over 100. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Somebody's falling in love. Uh, Who wants to guess? Who has the crush? Yes, Paul. I made a mistake of watching a lot of Jordan Love. Okay. I know I only threw eight passes. Good talent on the roster. Jordan Love MVP, Ken. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. We have a brand new fall semester kicking off here Wednesday and over these last few days I've tried to bring back some of our grads who are in the business and I'm going to bring one back right now she is a sports reporter anchor at Fox 5 in Atlanta and Kelly Price now joins us Hi, are you feeling better Kelly how are you yes Steve thanks so much for having me on I'm really really happy to be here feeling better yes yes much thank you good um, first of all, um, I want to talk a little bit about the Falcons because, you know, that was a team that was really good not that long ago. You know, you cover them now. What's the, what do you think is the trajectory of this organization now? Yeah, so I've been here since 2019. So you obviously are speaking of the Super Bowl that was before I got here. Um, obviously, 20 to 3, everyone still makes those jokes. 
Um, <laughs> but that was before I got here, and they've been kind of on a downward trajectory ever since I've gotten here. Um, but this is the first time since I've been here that I actually feel like they have a roster that can compete. It's definitely the best roster since I've been here, but that's not saying a ton. Um, I think they're going to go as far as Desmond Ritter will take them. But that being said, I don't think Ritter needs to be Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. He's got tons of playmakers around him. Obviously, Kyle Pitts, all Gator fans are definitely familiar with him. He's coming back this year. Um, They all kind of started last week in the preseason game on Friday against the Bengals and looked really good for a first drive. Kind of a weird interception to end the drive by Ritter. It was kind of like a P.I., and I don't really think it was Ritter's fault. But other than that, I mean, B. John Robinson, their first-round draft pick, looked really awesome, I thought, in that first drive. Drake London, their wide receiver, first-round pick from last year, looked great. Um, Their defense, I think, is going to be much improved. They brought in a bunch of pieces this offseason, including former Jags, kind of legend Calais Campbell. Um, He's been a big impact for them this training camp so far. So I think the trajectory is kind of going upward here in Atlanta. Uh, You mentioned Kyle Pitts, who was hurt last year. Is he fully healthy now, Kelly? Yeah, I think he's going to be fully healthy to start the season, but they're still kind of slow playing him just a tiny bit through training camp because there's no need to really push him too hard at this point. Um, I was actually a little bit surprised that he did start on Friday in that preseason game when he played with the rest of the starters. I kind of thought they were going to be a little cautious and not play him because, you know, it's the preseason, why why bother? But um, it was good to see him kind of get out there. He had a catch, a really nice catch, actually. And um, I think it was good for him to just kind of get back out there, feel the game, and, and get on the field because he hasn't been on the field since, shoot, um, I'm trying to remember when he went out last year, maybe November. Um, so it's been a, a minute for him. So I think it was good for him to get back out there. But I'll think, I think he'll be good to go to start the season. Must be pretty fun to cover the Braves nowadays, huh? Oh, my goodness. It's been fun since I got here. As much as the Falcons have been struggling since I got here, the Braves have been completely on fire since I got here. 2021, obviously, the World Series, my favorite thing I've ever gotten to cover. Um, yeah, they, they've been incredible. And this year, it's it's kind of crazy. that They just can't seem to lose. And even when, like, the other day they were down in that eighth inning, you just can't ever count this team out. And that's what's honestly really exciting about watching them because um, you, you just never know when this offense is going to explode because the entire lineup, you really can't punch a hole in it. The entire lineup, one through nine, I mean, it's, 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 it's incredible to watch, really. Um, I'm curious. You said that, that the World Series is the event you had, you had the most fun at. Why was that? Well, first of all, I'm a big baseball uh, girly. That's my favorite sport. It always has been. Obviously, going back to covering Gator baseball uh-huh. and the College World Series back in the day down in Gainesville. Um, I've just always loved baseball. I don't know what if it's kind of the rhythm of the game, the way it reminds me of summer and just kind of relaxing and, and just good times. Um, but I just have always loved baseball. And World Series has obviously always been on my kind of bucket list of things to cover. You know, everyone wants to cover the Super Bowl and the comfortable playoff and all that kind of stuff. Um, but for me, the, the, the World Series was definitely top of that list. And for me to have gotten to do that at age, shoot, was I 26 or 27 when that happened? Um, that was really, really awesome. And just the Braves as an organization, they just have incredible humans, like top to bottom from – front office and people behind the team and obviously the players and coaches that are actually a part of the team that you know fans are aware of 
just it was such a cool moment to see that organization more than any other organization win a championship because so many people in the franchise were so deserving of it. Kelly Price, our guest here, Fox 5 up in Atlanta. Uh, Kelly, for, for those who don't know, um, discuss your time here a little bit, when you graduated, how you got to where you are at Fox 5 now. Yeah, so I graduated with a journalism degree from Florida back in 2015, which feels very long ago. <laughs> oh, okay. um, almost getting to that 10-year mark. Um, so, yeah, so 2015, I graduated with a journalism degree which I don't know how it is now, but back then it was kind of more like the print track and like writing. So I did like the alligator and, you know, like writing my first two years and then kind of started to get into radio and WRUF and all that kind of stuff that you get to do as a student my kind of junior year and um, had internships in TV at Fox 13 in Tampa and then at New York One in Manhattan. Um, and my senior year, I kind of worked with Gator Vision with the athletic department, and I took a job with them when I graduated in Gator Vision in their athletic to pro- or athletic program and kind of like did in-house reporting, producing, shooting, kind of all kinds of different stuff for them for a year. Left that job, um, realized it's really hard to get a job, <laughs> and <laughs> spent a little, a little bit of time with my parents for a couple of months before my next gig, which was in Green Bay, Wisconsin, at the NBC, NBC affiliate up there. Uh, I almost the Packers, forgotten Brewers, that. The yeah. Bucks. Yeah. Covered the Brewers, the Bucks, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, not Tampa Bucks, uh, and Packers for two years before coming here to Atlanta in 2019. Wow, I, almost, I, I mean, I knew that, but just that you've been in Atlanta for a while now, so you almost tend to forget, yes. you know, cold weather and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I kind of put that behind me as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a lot of Southern people tend to do that when they get up in those climates. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, last question. Um, Atlanta, obviously, is a tremendous market to work in. Uh, are you enjoying yourself there? Are you, are you having a lot of fun, you know, where you are and what you're doing? Oh, man, I'm so happy. I just signed a new contract, actually, here. Um, I love it here. And my department at Fox 5, we have the um, official media contracts with UG Athletics and with uh, Falcon. So we have a ton of programs that we do outside of just the normal news, which is my favorite part of the job. I host my own show on Friday nights at midnight called Rise Up Tonight, kind of a lifestyle, late-night-style show with football Falcons flair super fun. I, I've done that for the last three years, and it's my baby. It's my favorite thing that I do here. And then um, I also, this year, brand new, will be hosting a post-game show hour-long on Fox 5 um, on Sundays called The Dirty Bird Report. Uh, so that's going to be exciting addition to my uh, kind of lineup this year, but we also have tons of UGA programming that we do in-house, and then um, additional Falcons programming, and we carry all the pre- and uh, or the preseason game, so was able to do um, some sidelines for that this last week, and yeah, it's it's we have a really cool situation at my specific sports department because it kind of runs almost like a regional network versus like a normal sports department. We have like eight people in our sports department, wow. which is insane um, during football season. Um, so yeah, so I love it here. It, everyone in my department is just an amazing like human being to work with which you can't put a price on that and 
we all have different strengths that I think work well together. So it's a really, really unique situation. I'm really, really blessed to have kind of come here and kind of fallen into such an amazing thing. I'll end with this because it must be a tad painful when you talk UGA, uh, given back, <laughs> given background here. But um, as you look at that team, you know, n- nobody has three-peated, uh, but they've got a ton of talent. Where do you see this Georgia team and how, how possible do you think that might be? I think it's extremely possible. I mean, I think it's kind of funny because, you know, the greater a team is and how dominant Georgia has been, it's almost like boring because you just expect them to win by 100 points every week and their schedule this year is terrible. I mean, other than, you know, Tennessee, um, maybe Kentucky, I don't think Florida's going to compete too much with them in Jacksonville, but, like, they just don't have a schedule that I think is going to give them any issues either. So I think it's going to be similar to last year where they played a bunch of kind of nobodies before they played that Tennessee game. Everyone was like, oh, this is the chance that, you know, they might get knocked off, and they didn't. They just proved that they were completely dominant. And, of course, they, you know, Stetson Bennett's gone. They have a new quarterback. Carson Beck was announced starter, I think, yesterday the day before. So, that's going to look different, but I think it's just kind of like, you know, reloading with this team um, and just kind of it's, it's going to be more of the same, I think, until someone proves that they can compete with Georgia. It's like Alabama for those couple years where they were a lot more dominant than they have been the last two, three years. It's just kind of you expect them to be in that conversation and until someone proves you otherwise, um, I, I think they're the team to beat for sure. Great catching up with you, and uh, proud of what you've done, and uh, it sounds like you're having a, a whole lot of fun up there. Continue that, and you know, when, when Florida plays Georgia, get you back maybe and talk a little about about those dogs here as they get set to play Florida. But I would love to. Appreciate I you doing it. I would love to. Yep. Thanks for doing yeah. it, Kelly. Good to catch up. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for your time, girl. Thanks. You got it. Kelly Price, who's done great work at Fox 5, uh, and very talented, very talented young lady. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Does your knee pain keep getting worse? How about that pain in your shoulder or hip or back? Don't let them tell you steroids and surgery are your only options. Take my advice now and call QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics can make that pain go away with all natural advanced regenerative medicine. They're helping people here every day with these amazing natural treatments that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. It's like turning back the clock. Regenerative medicine uses concentrated healing agents from your own body to stimulate that damaged tissue in your joints so they can work like they're supposed to, and there's zero downtime. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting medical breakthrough. Patients here are getting real lasting relief and are saying no to surgery and drugs. If you have pain due to injury or arthritis, this is a remarkable option you need to check out, and the consultation is free. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. 
at paid for by StarWeb Services. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. PowerPill allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $2 per pill? Call today and get 50 Viagra pills for only $99. This could cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us if you want Viagra at the lowest prices. Never pay $15 at pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $2 per pill. Call 800-707-9440 today to save up to $500 and get 50 pills for just $99. Power Pill is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-707-9440 to take your call now. Call 800-707-9440. That's 800-707-9440. Again, 800-707-9440. It's back to school season, and Famous Footwear is the place for great savings. For a limited time, save up to an additional $30 when you get new shoes for the entire family from all your favorite brands like Adidas, New Balance, Vans, and more. Hurry, this great deal won't last long. So shop online or bring the whole family to a Famous Footwear near you and let our team of sizing experts help every kid find the perfect fit. Some exclusions apply. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is EJ Jarvis, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we'll take calls to end the day, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, James, hello. Go ahead. You there, Steve? Yep. You there, Steve? Oh, I'm sorry. Tennessee Tennessee sorry about that. It wasn't on my... Hey, um, got a little NFL uh, off your, your last guest there and a quick question about Carson Beck, Steve, before, before the show's over. All right. Steve, um, I think you uh, I don't know the answer to this question, but we all know how great Kyle Pitts was. Um, definitely a freak. That word has been thrown around down there before. But um, apparently he's been hurt a lot. He hasn't moved the uh, needle at all that I've seen in the NFL. I'm pretty shocked by that. What's he going into about year three in the league? Oh, I think he had a good first year, um, but then was hurt a lot last year. So I he had a really good first year, and then well, injuries derailed him last year. Yeah, I mean, I just you know the Falcons have been pretty bad, I guess, since he's been there. But um, uh, what they have Mariota throwing to him, that never helps either, does it? Well, but I, look at his numbers. Um, in twenty twenty one, he he had over a thousand yards. Okay, was he uh, all rookie? Uh, I had no idea, but okay. he, I know he, I know he had over a thousand yards receiving. Yeah. Okay. Um, second player, Steve, um, is what's going to happen at Tampa? Is Mayfield going to be the guy? Yes, I think so. So would that mean uh, but, um, uh, but once his face will make the second, he'll make the 53, right? Trask, of course. Yes. Trask, yeah, Trask. He, he's going to definitely – he's solid there. He's not going to be out there floating around or no, anything. I don't think so. I mean, you know, stranger things have happened, but I don't think so, no. You know, sometimes these uh, – when the cuts are made, sometimes these NFL teams wheel and deal, which leads me to my third NFL question, a little Jets bone for you. Is there any chance the Jets might deal Zach Wilson? I keep wondering that. No. Um, I, I think the only way – they would deal him as if they were just overwhelmed with an offer. 
and I don't see anybody doing that based on you know what he's done to date. I think what the Jets are hoping is that he'll stick it out there, learn under Aaron Rodgers, and be the guy when Aaron Rodgers departs in a couple of years. Off the top of your head, Steve, how many years did Aaron Rodgers sit under Brett Favre? I assume that's the model they're trying to, to do. I do. I want like to say, say two, but don't hold me to that. Yeah, I, I thought it was more like four or five. You sure it was that short? I, I, like I said, don't hold me to it. I don't know. Yeah, I just I just have to think there's some team out there that needs quarterback help, and I would think you know, even though he fell on his face last year, but you're pretty sure he's – that's two pretty good quarterbacks for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm not – I wasn't sold on Wilson when he was drafted, and I said that publicly, especially where – he was drafted. And I know a couple of scouts who I trust, they weren't high on him either. That panned out. Now, is that there's a myriad of reasons why, you know, some players don't pan out. I, I think he was immature. I think he lost the locker room. Uh, he seems to have matured. He seems to have gained that back. And I think he is very willing, at least, to learn from Aaron Rodgers. And that's shows me some maturity that's good i say one thing on carson beck as we've talked about before we all know what florida sends about 350 days to college scholarships every year players everywhere you win some you lose some the whole world recruits the state of florida and i'm sure many years florida and florida state have had some battles and you know a lot of them maybe have gone to a florida state play florida, florida plays florida state every year of course but if you go back to say tebow steve coming out of what st augustine mm-hmm. that was a florida bama deal right Yes. One of those final two teams? Yes. Okay. Well, we have no idea if Carson Beck's going to be good or not, but Kirby Smart did confirm he's going he's gonna to be the guy, right, at right. least starting out. Yep. You know what I would compare that to, Steve, if he lives up to his hop? That'd be like Tebow signing with Georgia. That's how big a nuclear bomb that could be. Uh, I don't see that at all. And the reason I don't is because you're not going to get every kid that resides – in your state. Agree. Yeah, of course. You're not. Now, I, do I see your point? Sure. If a Florida kid, a kid that Florida recruited, goes to Georgia and lights it up and beats Florida, that's not a particularly good look, but that happens. Well, it happens to all schools, but the thing I was really trying to say is, is Florida doesn't play Alabama every year. Florida, as we all know, plays Georgia every year. So, right. hang in there, Steve. All right. Appreciate your call. Hi, Jay. Welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, how's it going, Steve? Good. Hey, so I don't know if you remember, but at the beginning of baseball season, I called you and I said, Steve, is there any way you can help me out to look up some superstars in baseball? And you you gave me a couple of, of the rundown of some baseball players. And I've been and I want to let you know, man, I've been watching baseball and I've been tuned in for MLB. So before we get before you get done for today, I have a couple questions for you, and I'm going to ask: Who would you take out of these two players? Could you do that for me? Okay. All right. Well, for pitchers, if you could take one pitcher, who would you have out of Spencer Strider and Garrett Cole? Oof. Healthy. Oof. Uh, yeah. That's hard. Um. Probably. Garrett Cole at this point, only because okay. of more experience. 
All right. And the next one I want to ask you might be even tougher. As a hitter, now I know this other guy plays uh, hitter and, and and he pitches, but who would you take as a hitter out of Ronald Okuna and Soha Otani? Otani. Otani. And last but, – But I'll tell you why. Um, okay, because okay. you can't dismiss – because a lot of people say, well, you can't talk about him as a pitcher. Well, yes, you can. He is a pitcher. You can't just dismiss that. So he brings an element that Acuna doesn't. But, my God, uh, if you're talking just as a hitter, um, you know he probably won't win the batting title, but he's going to have ridiculous numbers. He's tremendous. Okay, all right. And last one, and I'm going to let you go. Uh, who would you rather take out of Corey Seager and Freddie Freeman? Ooh. Um, hmm. Probably Freddie Freeman. I, I just think he's, you know, he is a professional hitter. Not that Seager isn't. Um, Freeman has a little more of a track record. Um, he's a hitting machine. I'd probably go with him. All right, man. Thank you so much for getting me back excited with MLB. I appreciate you, Steve. Okay. Thank you, Jay. Glad you are. I mean, those are great questions. I mean, look, how can you go wrong with Acuna or Otani? I mean, you, you, you can't. And I believe Freeman, I want to say, has the second or third highest batting average in all of baseball. And the guy, to me, you know, Pete Alonzo, 39 homers, last I saw, was hitting 221. And he's the, the kind of hitter now that you see uh, quite a bit. And I did not know this. You know who has the lowest ERA in the National League as a starter? Blake Snell of the Padres, 2.65. And, of course, being a Mets fan, right? Tejon Walker. Pitched for the Mets last year. Pretty good player. They let him go. He's got 13 wins for the Phillies. He's among the Major League Baseball leaders in wins. That happens to the Mets. It always does. They let somebody go. and he be, look, look what's happened to Verlander and Scherzer. They're pitching for competitive teams. All of a sudden, they're pitching better. It's amazing the karma Sometimes that happens. And the other thing is, a buddy of mine asked me this the other day. We all, I mean, I think if I said to you, you know, give me some starting pitchers, you could say Scherzer, Spencer Strider, Blake Snell, Garrett Cole, right? But how about the closers? the, The guy from Cleveland Duval from the Giants? I never heard of those dudes. I, I mean, I, no knock on them. Maybe I need to... The, the, the guy for the Reds, Alexis Diaz? Got 30-something saves. I, I just... It's incredible. The, you just... The, the, clo- the top five closers, Felix Bautista, the Orioles, done great. I mean, they did... They're just not... Hall of Fame closers, but they're doing a great job this year. Very interesting in baseball. Uh, okay. William, Tennessee Mike keeps on talking about Carson Beck. I don't think he knows this. People need to remember Carson Beck and Anthony Richardson are the same age in the same class. 
you were not getting both. It's that simple. Yes. And like I said, just because the kid's from Florida, you're not going to get every Florida quarterback. Georgia isn't going to get every Georgia quarterback. That's just how that works. Um, Patrick's outfield, uh, Aaron, Mickey, and Willie. Yeah. The guy, two people have mentioned him today, who I think is one of the most underrated players in baseball, the late Roberto Clemente. Five-tool guy, but you know he was always had aches and pains, and he could come out and beat you. Um, I wouldn't put him in my in my outfield, but he'd be darn close. Andrew says, "Did you see Kiffin's comments from a podcast on NIL on the transfer portal?" He says the culture is gone. People don't go to their dreams, uh, childhood teams like he like they used to. Well, no. Let me ask you a question. If you grew up liking Coca-Cola, that's what you drank, okay? And Pepsi offered you NIL money. What would you do? I'm not saying everybody would go to Coke, but you get my point, right? It's money talks. That's what we do what we do for. Elliot's not doing that for free. Neither am I. So money is part of an equation here, and it always will be. Our thanks today to our guest, Kelly Price, one of our Gator grads up at Fox 5 Sports in Atlanta. Also, Pac-12 Network's Yogi Roth and the SEC Network's Mike Morgan. Elliot, thanks, man, for your work. He'll be in our building, but I want to give him props. He's done a great job producing Sports Scene. Tomorrow on the show, Wyatt Langford is scheduled to be here. Also, hopefully Utah's football coach, Kyle Whittingham, and uh, another one of our Gator grads, Sidney Jones, who's now working for the Denver Broncos and working on a couple of other guests, too. That's our show for today. We thank you for listening. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy your Monday. RUF Gainesville, W251CG Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. In the South, it's always college football season, and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents the Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. It's a Vanderbilt Monday. And I will not cheat them. As I said, Chuck Oliver Show on a Monday, and this Monday is kind of groovy because this Monday is game week. And when I say that it's a Vanderbilt Monday, understand, that's not exactly a ratings grabber. I mean, Vanderbilt fans, they have ears, they have wallets. I get it. But it's the degree of interest to the point that I could sustain a living that dissuades me from talking a lot of Vanderbilt football. 
back in 2014, the very first producer we had was Brandon Adams. I said, uh, I want this guest this week and this guest this. Oh, I said, get Derek Mason. And he looked at me. He said, do you think that's a win? And I said, oh, you mean throughout the footprint of the Chuck Oliver show? He said, no, I think for our Nashville affiliate. He said, do you think having the Vanderbilt coach on is a win for listeners? And that, like, he's like, really? Do we want the Vanderbilt coach on? Because it was like, I don't know, October. And I took it to heart. And when I say this is a Vanderbilt Monday and I will not cheat them, um, this is what it takes. And I believe the biggest charge for Clark Lee, this is what it takes for it to be a Vanderbilt Monday. Nobody else has played. And nobody else is scheduled to play of any distant relevance. I don't know, Notre Dame, Navy, I'm in, but I, we're on in Gainesville. <clears throat> I don't know what that does for the Gators. Who else play? Like San Diego, doesn't San Diego State play? I think this weekend. I'm in. I like that program, and they're getting bigger time all the time. They got a sweet new crib. What is it? Uh, Snapdragon Stadium that somehow in the state of South, uh, California, those costs, they built a gorgeous new place that's perfect for them for like $375 million or something. <laughs> 